Wrestling Contest is scheduled for one fall. Please welcome Mr. Freds. What is the one quality that you possess that makes you think that you can walk out here and come into the ring and face the very best in the business? Ruthless aggression. What is going on, peeps? Welcome to episode 92 of the Fretzelmania podcast, Barbecue Beast Ribs. I am Mr. Fretz, going through the ruthless aggression era. We are 72 hours away from Survivor Series 2002 from Madison Square Garden, a show that I have already recorded with a special guest. I will get to that in just a little bit. The card for the show is absolutely stacked, and I'm going to be going through the card just a little bit later in the podcast. But before I get into this week's episode of SmackDown, I, of course, like to see what else is going on in the world of wrestling. And on November 11th, that being Remembrance Day or Veterans Day, from Cincinnati, Ohio, we have Kane and Rob Van Dam defeating tag team champions Chris Jericho and Christian by disqualification. And since this is not the Quebecers versus the Steiner Brothers circa 1993, the title does not change hands via disqualification. Jeff Hardy defeated Lance Storm. Batista, one of the newest members of Monday Night Raw, squashed D'Lo Brown in a minute and a half. Three-minute warning defeated Bubba Ray and Spike Dudley. And in a student versus teacher match from Tough Enough, Christopher Nowinski, the Harvard grad, defeated Al Snow. The makeshift tag team of Steven Richards and Test defeated another makeshift tag team of Goldust and the Hurricane. And in the main event, Triple H defeated Booker T. In the Impact Zone for NWA TNA Weekly Pay-Per-View number 20, we had a very interesting dark match that took place because it is one that we would have seen in Ring of Honor at the time back when NWA and ROH were kind of sharing and trading talent. We had the Briscoe Bros, Mark and Jay, defeating Divine Storm, that being Chris Divine and Quiet Storm. Easy Money pinned Tony Mamaluke. Sonny Siaki pinned Chris Vaughn. Malice pinned Kenny Chaos from the WCW team High Voltage. Brian Lawler pinned Jorge Estrada. The Amazing Red pinned Jimmy Yang, which probably would have been a damn good match. The Spanish announced team, the SAT, defeated Jose, no, Jose and Joel Max, Maximo, the SAT, defeated Lenny and Bruce. Who are Lenny and Bruce? A more offensive version of Billy and Chuck. The Harris Twins pinned The Naturals. Jeff Jarrett pinned his former roadie, 
BG Road Dog James. The Disciples of the New Church slash and Brian Lee, a.k.a. Chains, a.k.a. The Underfaker, defeated America's Most Wanted to win the NWA Tag Team Championship. And in the main event, the X Division Champion, Jerry Lynn, defeated Kid Cash and AJ Styles in a triangle match. Now that one would have also been an absolute classic. And finally, on the favorite show of the RA Era podcast and Apron Bump, we got Velocity tape before this episode of Smack of the Down. Chuck Palumbo defeated Crash Holly. Reverend Devon, in his last appearance as the Reverend, spoiler alert, defeated SmackDown number one announcer Shofunaki. And in the main event of Velocity, it's Albert defeated Shannon Moore. Because it's always Albert, it's always Shannon Moore, or it's always Bob Spark Plug Holly. And now it is November 14th, 2002 from Columbus, Ohio. It's time for SmackDown. Kicking off this show is Edge versus Chavo Guerrero in a singles match where the partners from both teams are banned from ringside. Edge and Rey Mysterio won the tag team titles last week on SmackDown in a classic two out of three falls match against Benoit and Angle. Edge is now a nine-time, nine-time tag team champion. That might be close to the most in history. I know he'd get a couple more reigns after this, but he is a very prolific tag team wrestler. We're not we're not that far away from rated R Edge, but man, this this era of Edge is uh underrated. Just like his Never Gonna Stop theme by Rob Zombie. Sure, it's no Metalingus, but it's Rob friggin' Zombie. And Chavito is coming out to his also underrated WCW theme. There is a sign on the crowd that says, It's my birthday. And it has about as much enthusiasm as Dwight does for planning Kelly Kapoor's birthday on The Office. It is your birthday. What are these? Brown balloons? Yeah, if you, if you get that reference, I love you. Uh, R.I.P. to the parting planning committee on The Office. We have a lot of edge chance kicking off this match. Chavo with a really nice drop kick that damn near puts Bob Holly's and Billy Guns to shame. Chavo gets the rest hole blocked in, so it's time for a little chat during this match. The edge-o-matic is reversed into a suplex, a really nice spot, spot right there. Chavo goes for the high crossbody, but Edge absolutely nails him with a dropkick of his own. A spagingo, ding! That is a backbody drop for you ruthless aggression listeners. By Edge, and an Edge-o-matic. Edge then sets up for the spear, but Chavo moves, and he eats nothing but turnbuckle. Chavo presses A and B in no mercy and does a spear of his own for a near fall. Chavo with a sunset flip. And a roll through, but Edge catches him with a slingshot, and Chavo lands on the turnbuckle, goes for the tornado DDT, but Edge reverses it into the execution for the very impressive win here. A great match between these two SmackDown 6 superstars. Mark Lloyd is backstage with Rey Mysterio, 
who is uh, talking to him ahead of his match with Eddie Guerrero later in the show. Ray says that he's proud of Edge, he's proud of being the tag team champions, he's proud of these belts, and he knows exactly what Eddie is capable of. And uh, Ray, do you ever, and do we ever, have y'all seen Halloween Havoc 97? If you haven't, uh, get off his podcast now, go watch it, come back to me. And then Ray sees Brock Lesnar arriving here and asking him how his ribs are. Brock tells him to go away, get away from me, all that kind of thing. And we go to an ad break. When we come back, Al Wilson and Don Marie are having a conversation here. And I have to highlight something here that uh, I think it was either Levi or, or Kyle from the American variant of the Ruthless Aggression podcast brought to my attention. Apparently, last week on SmackDown when Al Wilson proposed, or for every other Al Wilson segment that we've seen here, uh, he was sporting a prosthetic dick. A fake penis. Uh, I never noticed. I don't care to look into it. I put friggin' incognito mode on just to see if this was legit, so I couldn't find anything on Reddit or anywhere. Luckily, the incognito and safe search did not bring me any horrific um, search results. So thank you for that. And uh, Ruthless Boys, if you're listening, hit me up. <laughs> and also uh, tell me more about this thing, because I am now morbidly curious. So Dawn says that she is engaged to the luckiest man in the world. I'm going to be Mrs. Al Wilson. Let me be the first to say, <laughs> And he has a wedding invite for Tori. And there is a bit of reluctance here. And Dawn says that you can't not invite your own daughter. Tell her how happy I make you. And she'll understand. Evil smile. Pan pan over to the evil smile by Don Marie here. Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar are having a chat backstage and there is a little bit of dissension between the beast and the advocate here. Heyman says that it doesn't make a lot of sense why are you, why you're here with broken ribs, you're coughing up blood and still planting that seed of doubt into him about the big show. You can't beat the big show. You can't suplex him. You can't F5 him. Spoiler alert, he does two of those things. And Brock says, you know, I am the champ. That's why I'm here. Hammond says, listen, we're a team. What happened last week when you went alone to face Eddie Guerrero? Yes, you F5'd and beat Eddie. But what happened after that? Big Show kicked your ass. You got thrown off the stage. I can't protect you if you don't want to be a team player. Because this team works. Still a little bit of dissension here between the two. It's strange bedfellow tag team time as John Cena and Matt Hardy, version 1, take on Rikishi and Tajiri. When you hit shuffle in universe mode, you get this match. We get today's Matt fact. And it is that Matt Hardy was the fear 
Factor champion. Go back to 2001 when that episode aired. Um, Yeah, that's legit. But I think it's only because Jackie, I think him and Jackie were the last two in the show, and there was something to do with heights and a helicopter or something, and Jackie didn't like heights, and she chickened out, and Matt Hardy, he kind of won by default, unless that was a different segment of the show, because I, I used to watch Fear Factor. Sure, maybe when they did things like um, make a smoothie out of uh, rooster testicles, I would kind of tune out, and yeah, Matt Hardy actually, <clears throat> excuse me, ate that, I almost hurled, and all I've had in the past hour is a coffee, so it would not have been a pleasant experience. And Matt, fact, number two is Matt Hardy loves guacamole. Sorry, Matt, not me. When I get my nachos, I like salsa, a fresh-made salsa from my uh, taco bus just down the street here, which put their tarp on, which means they're done until next summer as I shed a tear. Tajiri hits a Hurricane Rana, or Frankensteiner, spoiler alert, on, on Matt Hardy. There's a thumb to the eyes by, by V1. Taz says that Heyman managed him, and this reverse psychology that he's using on Brock is something to ramp him up. Is it going to work? Checks notes. No. No, it doesn't. We see a corner butt bump by Kish. And Ted Tajiri gets a cheap shot to John Cena from the apron. The stink face is denied as Matt Hardy gets involved. Hits the side effect for a two count. And Matt Hardy is uh, acknowledging the we want Jeff chance. Well, if you want Jeff, then why don't you watch Monday Night Raw? Because he's still there for a few more months at least. But Jeff Hardy's on Raw, so watch him there. V1 is is taken off here. His career is uh, on an upward trajectory. And sadly, Jeff, at this point in time, you know, he had his attitude. He had substance problems. And yeah, it wasn't a good time for Jeff Hardy in 2002. And I, I just want to wish him the best in 2022. He's had a rough time again. Shit happens. That's... Unfortunately, that's, you know, that's addiction. It's a disease. And I'm praying that Jeff comes back stronger when he's able and capable and comes back and kicks some ass. Because I uh, I want me some Brother Nero on, on AEW. Matt has a front headlock here. Rikishi tries lifting him to sneak over to his corner to get the tag. John Cena tries to cheap shot them but gets kicked by Tajiri, who tags in the match. Gets a really nice wheel kick on V1. And in a spot here where it kind of looks like a double front DDT, where they hit each other with like a double clothesline, double face breaker kind of move. Look weird. Both men were on the ground, but Matt Hardy, with his shoulders still on the ground, put basically reaches over and puts his hand on Tajiri to pin him and win this match? I V1 and Cena win in a really weird predicament pinfall here. Go back and watch this. This was kind of strange. Backstage, Kurt Angle blames Chris Benoit for losing the titles. Benoit tells him that, well, 
You're the one that were pinned in both falls last week. Gregor says, I hate you, but I love being a champion more. So tonight, I'm taking out my aggression on you. Benoit reminds Kurt Angle that the last two times that they wrestled, he's won. Kurt Angle says that I'm the team captain. Alicia Fox takes notes. I have more teeth than you, says Angle in an attempt to one-up Chris Benoit. I have more hair than you. Point for Benoit. And then this is where I'm thinking, okay, they're just going to do the anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. I'm 10 times better than you, Benoit. I'm 11 times better than you, point Benoit. I'm a gold medalist. And, you know, Benoit can't beat that. <laughs> so he mocks Kurt Angle a little bit more here and we end this segment. We then see a promo for Scott Steiner. Holler. If you hear me, the big bad booty daddy is coming to the WWE. And it was funny here that the network said that he was coming to SmackDown on the timestamp. And I think that's kind of ironic. It's like rain on your wedding day. It's a free ride when you've already paid. Because there's been no allusion to what show that Scott's going to be on TV but it's been a bidding war between Stephanie and Eric ever since it was announced that he was coming to the Fed. And spoiler alert, he is debuting very, very soon. And yeah, he's not going to be on the blue brand, unfortunately. Backstage, Paul Heyman talks to the big show, asking him politely to back off of Brock until the Survivor Series and the big show concedes, or so we think. Los Guerreros backstage run into the champions Rey Mysterio and Edge. Eddie is talking about uh, the blind squirrel has found their nut. Your luck is running out and he starts speaking in Spanish. Rey Mysterio then also of Mexican descent starts speaking in Spanish himself. SAP mode enabled because I can't translate here. And then Edge speaks in Spanish of his own. I mean he probably wrestled a little bit in in Mexico, uh, in he, up here in Canada, we take French for about the first eight years of school. French and Spanish are pretty similar, so getting the verbiage in for Edge wouldn't have been very difficult. And folks, this is where I'm going to take a quick commercial break. When I come back, we have Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio. We have Chris Benoit versus Kurt Angle. Jamie Noble versus Billy Kidman in a non-title match. And so much more. Well, only a little bit more. One more thing than that. But we'll get to it when we get to it. Stay tuned, peeps. And welcome back, peeps. This portion of the show is brought to you by the Wrestle Attic Radio merch store, The Cure for the Common Wrestling Merch Store. Peeps, it is already November, so you know what that means. It's time to get ahead on some of your Christmas shopping, y'all. So why not get some Christmas shopping done on our merch store? We got t-shirts, hoodies, 
track pants, Nintendo Switch cases, yoga mats, tank tops, and so, so much more featuring each and every one of us on Wrestle Attic Radio. We got the Fretzelmania collection, the Mr. YLP collection for you young lions and young cubs, the Kings of the Rings collection with each individual member, that being King Ricky Rose, Willie T, and the Queen Bee themselves, Agent K Murphy, and of course, my good brother, my former co-host, Nate the Effin' Great with Brace for Impact. And our merch store now has some discount codes that you can use so you can save a little bit of coin when you shop with WrestleAttic Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio. Get in, folks, because these two, no matter where they are in their careers or their lives, always put on absolute bangers because they know each other so well. They've known each other since they were kids. And even in 05, when Eddie was unbeknownst to all of us near the end of his life, would put on just... A banger. I mean, that custody of Dominic match had no right to be as good as it was. Uh, Even their match at WrestleMania 21 earlier that year was also amazing. Nothing can ever top their Halloween Havoc match from, I think it was 97. This one's also very, very good. Not a lot of TV time here, but man, they just put on magic. Because... They can counter each other and counter-counter each other. Partners are banned from ringside once again in this match. We see a lot of quick maneuvers and arm drags and and uh, head scissors and springboards. Ray does a really nice monkey flip here, which gets Eddie in position for the 6-1-9. But at the last millisecond, Eddie shoves Brian Hebner in the way, and he gets 6-1-9 right in the Hebner's. And we have a ref bump. That means Chavito comes into the ring here to gory bomb Rey Mysterio. Edge comes out to even the odds with a pin. Ray kicks out with a slow count here. A spear to Eddie just as the referee is coming to and and waking up. Ray with a springboard moonsault for a near fall. Does a tilt-a-whirl backbreaker of his own to Eddie Guerrero. Which gets Eddie in position for the Rough Rider, aka the Bronco Buster, which Ray Mysterio lands. Ray goes for a top rope maneuver here, but he gets shoved off of it to the outside by Eddie, who plunches onto Ray on the outside. Eddie is feeling froggy, but Ray Mysterio springs up, lands a superplex, a springboard splash, but Eddie gets the knees up cradles Ray for a near fall. We see a brain buster and a frog splash roll through because the frog splash was denied. 619, a sunset flip into the lasso from El Paso. Eddie hangs onto the ropes behind the referee's back and Ray Mysterio has no choice but to tap out to the rope-assisted lasso from El Paso. 
Backstage, Al Wilson invites his daughter, Tori, to the wedding between him and Don. And she says no. I want you to be happy, but you're you're being used. Well, Don Marie is a vindictive bitch. The word bitch gets bleeped because it's UPN on a Thursday night at 8. No, you're being played. And there's no fool like an old fool. So, Tori's not going to her own father's wedding. Yeah, that's not cool, man. That Yeah, you may not like the bride, but come on. Be there for your family. Do it, Tori. Jamie Noble versus Billy Kidman in a non-title match. Right before their, their Survivor Series encounter here, we have uh, these two just trying to get the upper hand, getting the momentum rolling into MSG. Right away, Nydia trips Billy, and I can hear very subtle and almost quiet. She's a crack whore chant. I'm not sure if they were in the ECW arena, or maybe my ears are ringing from the uh, ECW Holiday Hell 1995 episode I did with Kyle on the apron bump a couple of months ago. Last week, Noble was pinned by Billy in a mixed tag team match, and the advantage and the numbers game that Billy has over Jamie is being heavily referenced throughout this match. Jamie hits a really nice roll-through key lock, just keeping it on Billy, who is favoring his arm for a good short chunk of this match. We see a short arm clothesline and a spagingo, ding, by Billy. A tiger bomb is pin is landed, and then the, the pin after said tiger bomb is reversed into a sunset flip by Billy for a near fall. We see Jamie going for seemingly a super Tiger Bomb or maybe a Pepsi Plunge, but it is reversed. Billy lands the BK Bomber, goes for the Shooting Star Press, but Nadia knocks Billy off, allowing Jamie Noel to hit a superplex, the Barry Windham special, and when he goes for the Barry Windham float-over pin, Billy reverses it into a cradle and pins the Cruiserweight Champion once again, and Billy has all of the momentum going into Madison Square Garden. Backstage, Don Marie consoles Al Wilson in her tits, complete with bad acting from, from old Al. Don says that you're not an old fool. Age is just a number, and I love you. Evil smirk once again by Don. Good camera work there. Backstage, Brock and Paul Hamer are having a chat, and he says that I told Big Show to leave you alone, and he listened to me. I, so I guess the Big Show is intimidated by my intelligence. Let's go. Paul, I'm not leaving. Like, Paul, you convinced the Big Show not to call me out, so I'm going to go call him out. We then see previews for SmackDown Shut Your Mouth for the PS2 that had just come out around this time, which I have in my uh, in my room here. I've gotten a little bit into it, but man, it's a little rough around the edges. It's no SmackDown vs. Raw or Here Comes the Pain, but it's a pretty decent effort for the time. Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit 
Oh, here we go. Kurt cuts a pre-match promo here, and pre-match promo Kurt is always absolute gold. He wants to apologize to the fans for being too predictable. You know, I've beaten Benoit, Edge, Ray, and Los Guerreros so many times that it's become one big blur. That's what happens when you're one step above the rest, I guess. Not only am I better in ring than Benoit, I am better looking than Edge. Unlike Los Carreros, I can actually speak English. And unlike Rey Mysterio, I've actually been through puberty. So no doubt, come Sunday, there's no doubt come Sunday who was going to win the tag team titles. As long as Benoit doesn't screw things up again, I can win by myself. Los Guerreros can't talk English, essay. Then they begin saying some more things in Spanish. Uh, Eddie says that I've pinned you one, two, tres. Okay, so you've spoken a little bit of English there. Partial credit. Edge comes out. Whoa, 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 whoa. Real nice, Kurt. Not only have you lost your hair, Chrome Dome, but you've lost your mind. Uh, who did we beat for the tag team championships? Oh, that's right. You. And the fact remains that you suck. You suck. And Kurt Angle says that he has more talent in his pinky than all of you combined. And I now know why all you are out here. You're here to scout me. You're here to learn from me and learn from the very best. And then, flip of a switch, we got some shoot Olympic dungeon wrestling by Benoit and Angle, two of the very best in-ring workers at this point in time. A lot of catch wrestling, a lot of old school stuff that Stu Hart would be uh, looking up, will be looking down from, from, from the heavens, like, hey, yes, yes, stretch him. So I think Stu had just passed away at this point in time. Angle takes Benoit to Suplex City to kick off this match. Angle is sent to the outside onto the champs who are sitting ringside on chairs scouting this match. He got a little bit close to the action. Why don't you go sit with the crowd um, just, just by the ramp, guys? Benoit then does Suplex City of his own. Two Germans. Angle reverses before he go, goes for the third and lands two of his very own. And then lands the hat trick that Mario Lemieux, fellow Pittsburgh, not native, Mario Lemieux is Canadian, uh, <clears throat> Pittsburgh hero, proud of. And it is around this time, if not a couple of years before, that Mario Lemieux made his comeback to the NHL following a uh, pretty nasty battle with uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma. So all the respect in the world to Lemieux, who is now the... GM, I think, of the Penguins and have won three Stanley Cups under his tutelage. The straps come off, and you know what that means. Time for the angle slam and the ankle lock and for Kurt to wrap this up. We got an angle slam reversed into a cross face, a roll through into the ankle lock, a roll out into an angle slam and an ankle lock. Eddie gets into the ring here but gets yeeted out immediately. Ben Wad gets an inside-out German suplex, and the six men get into this match. We have a no contest. The champs, the tag team champions, Edge and Ray, both press A and B on No Mercy and land the ankle lock and crossface on Angle and Bonwell, respectively. 
but not before Edge and Ray get a double ankle lock on both feet onto Kurt, who is tapping out like a madman because both your ankles are toast. I mean, that's that's it. And then Los Guerreros get in here, and then the heels put their submission moves on them. Angle and Benoit get get face to face, reluctantly change hand, shake hands. Kurt Angle goes for a hug, but a hug, but Benoit wants none of it. But he does it anyways without Kurt, without <laughs> Benoit's consent, and he's just sitting there awkwardly waiting for the hug to end. Michael Cole and Taz then run down the Survivor Series card, and man, this is an absolute classic. Uh, next week, I'm going to be joined by King Ricky Rose, the general manager of Russell Attic Radio. We recorded this about a week ago at the time that I'm recording this show, and man, it's uh, it was a fun one, really fun one, and a great card. A lot of people put Attitude Era on a pedestal, but I gotta say, Ruthless just might be up there. For the World Heavyweight Championship, we have the inaugural Elimination Chamber match between Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Booker T, Kane, Chris Jericho, and Rob Van Dam. We got a tag team match that was advertised for the show, but relegated to Sunday Night Heat, that being Storm and Regal versus... Gold Dust and the Hurricane. We got the Women's Championship between Trish Stratus and Victoria. The World Heavyweight, no, the Undisputed title, they're two different belts, my lord. Brock Lesnar against The Big Show. For the Tag Team Championships, we got Los Guerreros versus Edge and Ray versus Benoit and Angle in an elimination match and an elimination tag team tails match between Jeff Hardy, Spike, and Bubba Ray Dudley, and Rico and Three Minute Warning. Wow. I mean, just wait till, till you get to our review of it. It was very enjoyable. Brock Lesnar comes out to the ring to call out the big show, much to Heyman's chagrin, and his beast ribs are all taped up. He says that I want to beat you to the punch because, you know, you're not calling me out. I'm going to call you out. So get your big ass out here. And Paul Haven just begins admonishing Brock for this, trying trying to stop him, trying to say something. Shut up, Paul. Ooh. And he says, if you don't get out here, I'll drag your ass out here myself. Well, cue the big show to come out here and immediately is sent into the steps it's hit by the by the heavyweight championship and eats several unprotected chair shots. And the show fades to black right here. We got Brock Lesnar trying to get the upper hand on the big show ahead of Survivor Series. Yeah, next week, as I said, Ricky and I review this one. It was a great one. So I hope you get to tune in to that show. That is it for this edition of Fretzelmania, folks. Be sure to follow us on WrestleAddict Radio at Addict underscore wrestle where some monday nights i live tweet monday night raw i talk a lot of bollocks have a lot of interesting takes but i always have a lot of fun because wrestling is supposed to be fun be sure to check out our merch store link will be in the description below check out our patreon you can go back and check our back catalog i'm going to try and get some stuff out there 
in the next little bit. I've been saying that forever, but again, I'm just, I'm going to try. <laughs> Be sure to also listen to the rest of us on Russell Attic Radio. That is the Kings of the Rings, streaming every Wednesday night on Twitch and YouTube. Yes, it's during Dynamite, but you can watch both. Also, every Tuesday, we got Brace for Impact with Nate the F and Great going through the history of early NWA. You know, we are he's currently in, I think, 05 or 06, somewhere in around there. And man, it's a, a great era in TNA. Maybe the best. And also, although this man is on a hiatus, I've got to give a lot of love to Mr. YLP himself, Zach, who, despite being on hiatus, he is documenting his journey with therapy and talking a lot about mental health on his personal feed. So if you want to hear that, it's some really, really good stuff and a topic that, honestly, we don't talk about enough in the world of uh, men's mental health. So give him a follow, give him a listen, tell him Fret sent you. And, uh, and when you're ready, good brother, I eagerly anticipate your return. And also be sure to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Fretzelmania, F-R-E-T-Z-L-E mania. Sometimes I live tweet wrestling. Sometimes I talk about hockey. Otherwise, it's uh, it's a good time over there. TTFN, ta-ta for now, and keep your sticky on the ice, peeps. Cheers. <laughs>